Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back. So today we have with us guest Amy McKay, and Amy is the founder and creative director of Pure Design Incorporated which offers residential and commercial interior design services and construction management, both focusing on healthy, sustainable design and building practices. So of course, we're going to have an incredible conversation where we're going to really just talk about what it's like to infuse spaces and design and trying to create more of that joy and harmony in our everyday space and in our life. So without further ado, welcome, Amy. All right, ladies, welcome. So today we have with us Amy McKay. And of course, Amy and I are going to explore further into just really creating and cultivating a space that really feels in alignment with who you are, with your intention. So really kind of creating that overall so you feel like you're living at your best life, like in this in this whole, right? So Amy's and I chatted a little bit before hit and record. And of course, we were going to bring in an incredible conversation. So I'm going to pass the mic to Amy and let you share a little bit more about you and all this awesome stuff that you got going on. Holy moly. Okay. Wow. You really handed it to me quickly. (laughs) I am, it's funny because I was a little Canadian, but I am old, a little old Canadian, (laughs) Um, little old Canadian. I, I still feel like I'm a small town girl growing up in Fort Erie, Ontario, Right across from you in Buffalo, New York, and um, and even though I live in a, I, I live in Vancouver, or I work in, reside and blossomed here in Vancouver. I live in a little country in the country outside of um, Vancouver. But regardless, I'm always going to be that small little, some small town little girl who says hello to everybody and smiles to everybody. Even though I'm in a city where people don't necessarily smile at you unless you smile at them and catch their eyes. So. Um, that's a little bit about who I am. Yes. Okay. So I'm an interior designer. I love what I do. I can't believe I'm still doing it uh, with this much passion. 23 years later into the game, I started out as a one person with my little four-week baby in my arms. And now I there's 14 of us and growing. And and, what, and it's really cool. My, my um, aunt, who's in her 90s, sent me this um, little paper clipping that I was uh, interviewed in the news, the local newspaper when I was 18. And, um, and it said, uh, Amy Scott, uh, so will be studying at Humber college in Toronto. My dream is to have a successful design studio, uh, care about the environment and more, most importantly, be happy. <laughs> and here I am all these years later, the exact same person. So I'm so proud of that little 18 year old human who actually had dreams and made them happen. So I do have a successful design studio. It's amazing. I am surrounded. I have one man who works with me and he's my life partner and everybody else are women. And it's a very fierce, strong, beautiful, creative, supportive, loving environment. And uh, through my many years of therapy, one of my therapists said to me, um, you can't control uh, the family you're born into. You can't control... Uh, the children that you have, even though people might think that you can, you know, you can't control um, your health in a lot of ways. Like there's genetics and things at play, but she said, you can control who you hire and who you surround yourself with. 
You can choose either you can choose your friends and you can choose your team. And so I've taken that incredibly personally. And right now I'm surrounded with the most beautiful humans and I'm so grateful. So yes, now I have an interior design shop. I have a construction side of my business, which my life partner Don runs, and I have a, a retail shop where we sell uh, artisanal goods from ethical and artisanal goods from around the world from all my travels. So there you go. There's a little bit. <laughs> You've done it so much better than me reading a bio that that I wanted to hear the life experiences and the life lived through the lens of Amy, and you did it. You did it wonders. You said something that was really cool, and you know, reading that clipping back of your 18 year old self now. And did you, did you know that this would be your future? Or this was just kind of when somebody says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was like kind of those hopes and aspirations. And here you are living it. Well, I'm a very, I take dreams very seriously. Like I'm, I'm a, a child dreaming about traveling around the world. I, I used to lay and bed and dream about driving. I couldn't wait to get my license. Like I am a person who visualizes what I want and always have. And it has worked so well for me. I know you call it dreaming, you call it manifestation, you call it all the above. But truly, if you put it out there, I've learned. I have a little story. It's a crazy story. I, um, I, I, when I was 23, I was living in Banff, Alberta, in the Rocky Mountains. I was working four jobs. And um, I was just trying to pay the bills and get, my, get grounded because I was going off to India to volunteer. And... I was going out to do this, the hugest thing of my life. And I couldn't even catch my breath. I was breathing so hard. So I kept saying, I just, universe, please. I just want to live in the forest by myself and paint and read and write. Can I please just live in the forest? <laughs> but of course I had no money to live in the forest. And I don't even know where that is. So uh, I, I went to this um, one woman play. And then she said, I'm having a workshop the next day. And I signed up and there's only four of us. And then she was very specific. And I was 22, I guess it's 22, because I went, I volunteered when I was 23. And she said, what she asked, if you can have anything in the world right now, what would it be? And I just blurted, I just want to live in the forest and paint and read and write, please. (laughs) And she said, well, why don't you go work for Alberta Forestry? I was like, what do you mean? She said, you live in the forest, you live in a tower, a fire tower, you look for forest fires, you get paid and you're by yourself. I'm like, Really? So I called 427 Fire, which you're not supposed to do because it's like 911. <laughs> and uh, they said, don't call here. But then they put me through to the head of the forestry, Bob. And I ended up um, talking to Bob regularly every week for a couple of months. And he said, Amy, all the jobs that these people that are open that come are for people in forestry. I said, I'll call you next week. So when the first job that came up, and there's 130 forest tires, towers in, in that um, province, they called me and I got the job because I wanted it so badly. This, the job didn't even know existed. And then I went back three years in a row and I lived in my fire tower for five months a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I had my cat and my art supplies and my books. And I read and wrote and then I went off to India to volunteer and I traveled and I studied and I lived. It was all because I had a crazy idea. So there, I'm just, wow. I mean, you could just dream, like really get serious about dreaming. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, and it's that far off, like fairy tale dream became that reality and you made it work. And it was, I mean, you're explaining something like that would be heaven. That's like so serene and up my alley. I'm like, me, I'm a cat mom. And I'm like, can I bring my cats? And I just want to read and write and, and journal. And 
and just self-reflect and spend the quality time with myself, like people would be like, that's weird. I'm like, no, I love it. I love it. Like you learn to become your own best friend. And it's so cool because you're never alone. And now I'm not ever, ever, ever alone. And imagine doing it for three years in your 20s. So I did 23, 24, 25. And that time of journal, I journaled every day. I wrote all my relatives' postcards and sent love, lovely letters to everybody just because I could. Because literally my next door neighbor is 40 kilometers away. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you guys talk miles. I have no idea what that is. It's a distance. <laughs> and I read every interior design book in the public library. So my um forestry uh boss would bring me all these books. Or when it would rain, I'd get to go into town and then pick out some books for myself. But over three years. So I grew as a person. I did yoga every day. I climbed a hundred foot fire tower. I had my outhouse and I collected my rainwater and I had a generator shed and I was in the middle of grizzly country. Like it was really a crazy adventure, but it was the best adventure for myself. And I am who I am because I read all these books on like the artist way completely opened me up. I mean, if anybody is struggling with getting into their creativity and not knowing how to start, because I was this little artist in school and, and, I really loved art in high school. Um, and my dad would, my dad's such a creative man and artist, but he would say, you should be painting every day, but you'll, you can't, uh, you won't go anywhere as an artist because artists don't make it like just a blank statement. So you need to go into business. And so he was always with me when I paint. He's my biggest champion. But he didn't realize how damaging that statement was because He's like, you're so talented. Oh my gosh, all these art shows. And you go with me to these art shows. And we, he was just always my buddy. We were always together. But then he would say, but you have to study business. <laughs> so now I went to, through the artist way and I realized, actually, no, 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 I can be creative. I don't, but I didn't realize how much of a business mind I have. So that was really ended up being great for me. But I just needed to get rid of those blockages. And that book, if anybody wants to have something, a book that you just work on yourself, you make dates with yourself to do anything that lights you up. Mm -hmm. It's a book that gives you permission to live your best life. It's yeah. really beautiful. And you said, what was the title of that book again? Julie, what was it? Julie Cameron, I believe, because this is like ancient in my head now. This is like 30, 20 something years ago, right? So, but I believe it's Julia Cameron, but it's The Artist's Way. And it's a workbook. It's a book and a workbook. And it starts with journaling every day, just like what you're saying. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's like, you know, we don't necessarily know the how or the the way. But when you set that intention, like you said, sometimes it's like I, I journal it or I dream of it or I manifest it, whatever you, you want to coin it as you knew in the hearts of your heart, that's something that lit you up. And And like you said, if you're if it lights you up, there's a fire inside of you that's going to keep igniting you and propel you towards it. So it's like it's attracting you to the thing. And I can relate to so much of what you're sharing too. I mean, different paths, but it's like I remember having a conversation with it was two weeks before my sophomore, my freshman year at college. And I was enrolled to be a biology teacher. I don't know why, but I was. And I was like, well, I kind of like science, but I don't like any of that guts and guts and stuff from like dissection. But I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the path I want to go. So I had a conversation with one of my um, guy friends 
And he's gone to this different school than I, but we I remember the conversation. He's like, so what, it, what is this something that you would want to do? I said, I just want to create and design. And at the time I was, uh, I used to just draw like fashion designs and uh, shirts and clothes and things like that on just for fun. And I said, I think I want to be like an entrepreneur, maybe like a fashion designer. And he's like, wow, that would be so cool. We can make fashionable rain gear and sell it to those in the Pacific Northwest. And there you are. You're in the Pacific Northwest. So this is so weird that this, you know, story. And fast forward, I'm now an entrepreneur. I've been for like the past 15 years. I have a, a, a design line that I built, which is I am athletic. So we're an apparel line that designs uh, athletic apparel, mostly uh, tops for active lifestyle. And that's really to empower our women to feel confident from within. So I didn't go in the rain gear fashion, but the entrepreneur, the fashion, and he ended up moving out to the Pacific Northwest for like 10, 15 years. So it's so cool when we can pull elements of our life and start piecing the puzzle together. And we realized through and through, we knew where we were going. We didn't know how to get there. And that's the journey you're talking about. That's the journey of life is like figuring it out. It's trial and error. You navigate, you correct, you learn, you grow, you expand, you become. And it's such a cool journey because you look back and say, well, if you were to start like today, you may not know the direction because we have been buried by all the things that we're supposed to do in life that we forget to go back to dreaming, to just letting us be free to creatively imagine or be inspired. And I think that's so cool to come back to that and revisit it because that's your nudge and reminder you're on the right path. That's so cool. You know, I wish I could talk to all the young kids and even let my know, myself know everything's going to be okay. Um, I just want to talk to all the kids. Just like you guys, just just believe in yourselves. Just dream crazy things. It doesn't, and it crazy doesn't mean living in a fire tower um, with the grizzlies. It it could it could be crazy for you to to live in the countryside in your your grandfather's cabin and turn into home and be and write books or uh, be a gardener. Like it doesn't, and it's like writing books is a huge it's a huge undertaking. So let me just say, be a gardener, <laughs> uh, just something. It doesn't it's it doesn't have to be anything really huge in a career way it just has to be huge for you that gives you so much joy i think like i didn't know where it's gonna go as i always thought i was gonna be a visual artist i thought it was going to be i thought i was gonna live in a big loft and um and paint and i didn't know that i would go down this road of interior designers originally i didn't even know there's such a thing as interior designer so um from our small town it was there's it wasn't a thing right you diligently followed that path that led to that. And so how, what, what brought interior design into your life? I mean, kind of going from the, the fire tower to learning, to exploring, to having that freedom. You went to India, you did your thing. And now when did, when did interior design come into your life or what inspired that? That came in because when I was 18, I did go out to school to Humber College. Mm-hmm. I did start um, a program there. I didn't finish. I really just, I went there and I went, hmm. Because it was commercial interior design, I was like, "This isn't for me. This isn't this isn't my world." It was, it just didn't feel right. But I loved the design part, but I didn't love. There was there was a level of something that was quite uncomfortable for me. And I think I was a big fish in a small pond in Fort Erie. And then I like in art, like you know, 
but, and then I go to this, the school and I'm a little fish on a big pond and I'm being eaten up by just being like scared to cross the road, <laughs> you know, because it was crazy like in Toronto. So I, um, I wasn't ready. And then I went back, um, I came home and prepared um, to move out West. And what happened, that's just another little dreamy story. But when I was 15, I read Emily Carr's autobiography and she's an artist here in the Pacific Northwest. And my dream was to live out West and paint and read, read, paint and write and read in the mountains. And that came from her. Mm. So when I was 15, my impressionable age is when my life changed. And I was like, I need to go out to West. So when I was 20, I, um, I met somebody whitewater rafting. He's, uh, he's going out, uh, West and driving across the country to be a ski patrol and Banff. And I drove across the country cars side by side with him. And we moved out here 30 years ago in September. And so all these little dreams. Um, I, by then I was in Banff and I was a florist for eight years and I was a scene and I did, um, scene painting and I went, ended up going back to school to be a costume, costume and set designer here in Vancouver. And I, I had this really varied artistic background, like sign painting, scene painting, costume designing and manufacturing and, um, even music videos and production and <laughs> just so much artsy stuff. And so then when I, um, so what happened was I, a friend from school, her, her friend's parents lived in Hong Kong and they have a house in Whistler and they wanted somebody to design it for them. And, and so then she asked me if I wanted to, and I just had this four week old baby at home and I, I needed to do something. I am that person who can't sit still long. I just had, I'm like, yes, please. So it ended up being a um, two and a half year job of renovating this beautiful place and making it Japanese and shish, like tatami mats and shoji rooms. And I fell so in love with interior design because actually it was what I created. So I would, I'm completely self-trained in the sense that it was hard at school um, to have other people's opinions for me. When it was, for whatever reason, it was tough. It was, it was harsh. And I'm not a harsh person, but when I went into the world and, and I, I create, I think it elicits emotion from me. Like I am a hugely emotionally um, porous individual and I love sharing all things good and positive and lovely and beautiful and generous. And I hope my interiors has been my intention this whole time. And from that, it was such a beautiful experience with this family that my career just started taking off. I started just getting hotels and residences. And it all started by just going and doing what I love. And I've woven being a florist into um, my interiors with all the plants and uh, and being costume designer into the textures and the, tac uh, the tactile nature of the materials that we're using. Spatially, sculpturally, artist, paint, all of it is what, what my interior designs are. There, so it's, I'm very much a mishmash a uh, life experience designer who travels and brings it all into my brain and then spreads it out into my houses. So there you go. That's so cool because it, it's literally like all of you visually expressed through art. Yes. And it's so cool because everywhere you go, you're leaving pieces of you behind. It's leaving marks. It's your fingerprint. It's your, foot, your footprint into what you do. And you've been doing this for, for all these years and you're you're now like, making way and you have something really cool happening and 
you know, all these things. I, I don't want to give away like your, your, your awesome stuff. So I'm going to let you share that. Well, when I used to live in England, one of those winters that I was um, not in my fire tower, I was working in London and I was renovating a house. And um, that's when I started seeing on TV, they had all these design shows and we didn't have any of that back in Canada yet. And it was really fun. Like I was really, they were just really peppy and, and cute, you know? And I, so I was watching it and I can't remember if it was called Trading Spaces was one of them. I, I get the Canadian American and British one mixed up. I, that does sound familiar. Trading Spaces sounds like a show that rings a childhood memory there. Yeah. And I think I, I, if it, the British one, so that's when I saw it. And I also watched this uh, house doctor woman and she was uh, American in England and giving this design advice. But anyway, I'd be working on the walls because of course the real plaster walls and I was doing, I was actually physically renovating the house myself. I was designing and renovating it. And I'd have the, the design shows on all the time. And I, was, and I just remember plastering the walls. I think I'm going to do this one day. <laughs> you know, another dream. Um, I might've been 24, 25. And um, so that's that. And then uh, fast forward, and I'm not going to give you all the details because there's so many. Um, I have this beautiful opportunity that has been two years in the making. And we are releasing a pilot for the incredible Magnolia Network uh, very soon. And it's December 2nd, 2023. Um, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I get a little choked up. It's, it's definitely, this, this is one of the things that's um, a deficit with my personality. <laughs> I, get, I get overly emotional about things all the time, um, but in a, the best of ways, right? Like I, I'm just so excited. The amount of work and um, the amount of love and that has gone into this, like the client, we've, we are friends. Um, this, the team, the producers, the, um, the camera crew, everybody, like, they're just so beautiful. It's, it's the part that I wish everybody could see is behind, like, even to make the show, how, how magical it is. Yeah. It's hard work, but not really. You know what I say? Not really. It's like, yeah, we work and I'm, I'm a hard worker. So it's easy, right? Like, it's fine. Cause if you're doing what you love. You put the long hours in and you do what you have to do, but it's not even that. It's it's really just a space of respect, of kindness, of generosity, of acceptance, of cheerleading, like everybody's cheerleading everybody on. And and here we are. It's going to be aired in America. Um, Canada has to wait a while. And it's the pilot episode. So this is a trial. So if you all <laughs> tune in, and watch it from the beginning to the end. Um, and the Magnolia gets to see the, uh, how well it does. And then, um, and then hopefully this goes to series. And it's called Vancouver Reno. And it's me designing my way across this beautiful city of mine and renovating it with my lovely guy, Don, and working with the homeowners and with my incredible team at our, at our, um, studio and then you know the little retail shop so it's a little bit behind our behind the scenes as well as the the, re, the 
the um, reveal that you see in design shows. And I'm just very proud of everybody who, who has gotten it to where it is now. See, another crazy dream. <laughs> this should be called the dream episode. It is. This is your dream unfolding. And, and you know what's cool is that, again, leaving pieces of you out there for the world to experience. It's like, again, we're getting glimpses of you through this demo. And, you know, to see your work that is shared beyond just the client's experience. So this, again, is just broadening your reach and expansion into what is possible when you just follow your heart. And, and this is mm-hmm. what's happening. I mean, never in a million years did you say, and I'm going to be on the Magnolia because you didn't even know that existed then. So, but you had your heart intended. This is what I want. And you said it so nonchalantly. I just want to be a designer. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, here you are all these years later, you're living the life and living the dream. And to have this come as a pilot is such a huge accomplishment, a huge, like, just, you know, like kudos to you. Like sometimes we don't celebrate those things. And and it's like, this is something that was in the works. It's the hard work. And like you said, it's easy for you because when you do what you do and you love what you do, it feels like it's just you being. It's your existential existence here, living out that purpose for you. Um, And that's a beautiful thing. Like it's a gift you get to give yourself when you can truly love and admire what you do, it doesn't feel like you're working a day. You're out there in a place of service. You create, you're creatively, uh, expressing and, and providing environments for other people to use as well. So it's just you sharing your gift, you harnessing it and then giving it away. And then you repeat that process and repeat that process. And that's pretty cool because that's success. That to me is success. It's just like, I just, I've been given a gift and my gift is to give to others. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. And, and to, uh, to your point, because there's also another thing on there and, I, um, you are also up on a short list for something. Oh, yeah. Well, because of the work that you're doing, and I'm just compounding this because it's so fascinating. Again, we brought you all the way back to like your teens to here you are. And this is just success, the through line of living intentionally out who you are. Thank you. I, it is weird to go back to my teens and now I'm 50. And it's, that's even just such a crazy mind I didn't have anybody who was 50 in my units who was who even loved their work. It just was nothing that I saw. Mm-hmm. I, so I've created this reality for myself. And it, it is a bubble. I do live in a bubble. Don't get me wrong. Like I, but it's a bubble that I created. Like the team is just so healthy. Everybody's so healthy and respectful. And it always wasn't that way. Let me tell you that it's not, it's, you, you go through so much growth and change. And, and once there's somebody hard and difficult to be around um, and they create toxicity, I just, I don't have any space or room in my life for it at all, at all. Not with friends, not with um, employees or even trades. Like we're just trying to keep, we're trying to keep creating this space that's so safe for everybody. Because once there's some one person who makes it in, that's really difficult. It makes it difficult for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that now that brings me to this, um, this award that we're nominated for. We're shortlisted for three right now, but it's, um, we find out a week or so. And and it's the um, employee employer of the year award for North Vancouver. And the reason this is so important to me is because it means I'm doing a good job with my humans. Yeah, yeah. Because I and that's another dream that I haven't reached yet. I I don't know how I got this. I think it's probably listening to Oprah. But I would love to be in the top place to work for in Canada. That's my that's my goal. And so by getting this 
for my area is a pretty big, even, even if I don't win, just being shortlisted, I, it is such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I could, you know, you're getting emotional behind that because it truly is, this is your heart. And it's kind of hard not to wear your heart on a sleeve and feel that, you know, this is, this is, you know, when you're heart centered and, and so vulnerable, it becomes transparent that that's who you are. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's where sometimes, you know, we can get so emotional on it's like, this is truly who I am and like to be seen. And it's like being received and rewarded. And it's just so cool. And sometimes that is just, it's overwhelming, but in such a good way. And it's like bask that all in and feel all of it. And so, so, so cool. We women have to give ourselves permission. And my wonderful cousin wrote this little book called The Little Book of Permission. And in it, she wrote everything, every line is just something in her life that she's like, I give myself permission for this. And it's just this book of amazing quotes. And I feel like first you dream, but then you have to give yourself permission to accept the dreams coming true. Yeah, very true. You had mentioned, you know, prior to us hitting record when we talked about, you know, kind of influences in, in our lives and kind of sharing a little bit of background. This is kind of for context for those listening. That's kind of what we do on the podcast, you know, just to kind of rev, rev up the vocals, could learn a little bit of background. And then, you know, before we hit record. So a couple of things that kind of came to note was that, you know, neither of us, you know, with two women just, you know, living out our dreams in different spaces. And it's like, what were the models and what were the influences behind that? And I remember when I was writing my book, somebody asked, like, who was your feminine influence? And I said, to be honest, I didn't have many or any at all. Actually, it was just my mother who also did not have feminine influence. And so you had mentioned, you know, back back in the era, I was like, yeah, it was Oprah. That was pretty much it. It was she was the woman that was kind of pioneering the way to be seen in a public eye that gave others that like, wait, women could women could do something like this. Okay, cool. And so now you're kind of doing that. And heal. Yeah. What she did for me was showing that she could be vulnerable and sharing her struggles and heal and work through it because that's not something I saw. Mm-hmm. It was stiff upper lip, right? It's not, people didn't share their struggles and their stories. And she was so vulnerable, but with power and her healing because she shared her journey. And for me, it was imperative. I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't healed. Oh yeah. Same. Same, very much so. I mean, the, the the subtitle of my book, A Healing, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. I didn't even know what healing was because I think if you asked me back then, I was like, well, I'm not broken or there's not, you know, what do I need to be healed? But it's like, we all have healing to do. We've all, we all experience something in our life that, you know, it affects us in both positive and negative. So it's like, we have to assess our life and be like, why are we doing the things that we do? And so some of those are the intrinsic motivators as to why. And so healing has been a big part um, of my space into the work that I do. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And likewise, same with you. I'm, I'm going to congratulate every woman who's done the work because they know how dang hard it is. And it's ugly. It's messy. It's scary. Oh my gosh. But it, it's so liberating because when you come through on the other side, you experience an elevated sense of compassion and empathy and love and humanity and kindness and gratitude and and just generosity and all the things. And that becomes our heart that we wear out because it's like this, we knew what it was like to not have it. So the, once you get it, yeah. it's like, give it away because it's the gift. I like to liken it to having the stomach flu <laughs> and you're so sick and you can't eat and you just can't. 
focus or function, and then you're well again. And then all of a sudden, air smells cleaner, colors are brighter, food is delicious. And and because you you need to, we all need to go through the stomach flu to appreciate how great our lives are when we're healthy. <laughs> I feel like struggles in life are there to remind us because we would take it for granted. And and if we if we had it easy all the way, and let me tell you, I skipped all the part, the messy middle, where it was just like hardest heck. Like it just I've, ha- I've had a tough go, many tough goes. But every time, even though this 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 pilot from from two years ago and one month ago, when I was told that Magnolia would like to give you a, a, do a series, to now it's been a long wait. It's fine. Because first of all, it's given them all the time in the world to tweak, but it's given me all the time behind to work behind the, the, the behind in the business sense, trying to get everything ready so I don't have to be in everything. But it also gives me time to ponder, what if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? If it doesn't happen, am I going to be destroyed? No. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because my life is so great. But it's also given me this wonderful opportunity to understand how much goes into it. So I feel like regardless if it goes ahead or if it doesn't, I'm pretty sure it's going to go ahead. It will. It will. <laughs> it's just like it's ego. If it doesn't, you're destroyed. Okay, that's fine. But I don't think I would be. I think I, because I know I've given it my all. I know that this, these last two years have been amazing making this. And it's just another life experience for my memory bank. It's all the process. Like it's really, I love saying this because it's really not the end. It is. That's why I love my work so much because I, I still love it because it's still fun because it's still, and I'm, of course, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to deal with a lot. So you still have to, you know, be mm-hmm. a business person and dealing with other things. But I'm feeling that all this waiting leading up to the TV show and finally getting an air date yesterday, confirmation time and day is just, it's exhilarating and scary and, um, and fascinating. And I have to think about all the things I have to do to get this information out there in time, but not too early, you know, all the things. And it just helps me appreciate what, how far I've come. So waiting is, there's a, it's just, I think it's just patience. Yeah. Patience. That's a word that we like to use, but we don't like to practice. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's like, okay. Like God, give me some more patience. He's like, it's called waiting. I was like, okay, can you, can you call it something else? Cause I'm done waiting. <laughs> so, and then we get more impatient. Then we just kind of reclaim the, you know, the the reins here and we pull it in and say, all right, we're just going to do this. And he's like, okay, <laughs> good luck. But, you know, and that's the thing, like you said, it, it wasn't something that builds up and we see this as like the, the overnight success. And, and it's not, it's, it's that slow, long game, the slow growth, the, the things that kind of bring you to that level. And people are like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, coming out of nowhere. I've never heard of that person. It's like, this is years in the making. This oh, yeah. is the the success of like, you know, compounding over time and and polishing up those rough edges. And it's like now we get to see this beautiful uh pilot that's coming to life and something that you've you've created and had inspired. And, you know, they obviously saw that in you. And so they're they're, you know, bringing this to their network. And it's just so cool. But it's like you said, I mean, it was just years and years of trial and error and hardship and and all this stuff, but yet you wouldn't change it because it made all of this possible and you absolutely love with all your heart what you do. The people, the outcomes, the experience, the creativity, all of this, it's so worth it. And I just love your your heart and your passion behind this because it truly, you know, it it shows in it. But 
I'm more excited even now just to like watch this pilot. I was giddy about it earlier when you were showing me. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely saving the day on my calendar. Um, but so obviously, you know, for for being in the U.S. and it's not available in Canada, is it available outside the U.S.? No, but just, yeah, just U.S. now. You're testing the U.S. market and, and then they'll roll it out. Uh, whenever, I'm not sure that it's, you know, I'm just so happy to have a date and a time. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. I'm on a plane. I was going to LA anyway. I was on the second. I'm, and then I just found out the date and I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in America because we were going to drive over the border and go and stay in Billingham or Seattle or something just to go watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go to a hotel and turn on all the TVs. <laughs> like, we're going to go do something funny. But, um, but I'm going to be actually in LA. And then I found the time and it's act, it's going to be 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, which means I'm going to be in the air. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, you're going to hear all about it when you land or you're going to tell people like, don't even tell me I get to watch it first. <laughs> I think I'll rebook my ticket, but uh, I just do think it's kind of funny. I, anyway, I really appreciate the opportunity just to chat about it and connect with you because I love talking to women who love their lives. And I want to meet many, many more of us. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so cool. You know, this is what we do and we get to share this with others. And, and um, you know, us women, I mean, this is what, you know, I've learned, you know, so much through this podcast. There's, there's so many guests that we have had on and you know, it's it's like the one thing we hear is we're starving for this connection and community and a place where we get to be experiential with others. And that's exactly what we're we're all saying. We want the same thing. And it's like, how how and why is it so hard sometimes to find that placing in our life and just to experience it with others? And that's what I think, you know, we kind of alluded to earlier before I hit and record with just like relationships and and finding our way. And sometimes, you know, as we, as we're, especially with entrepreneurship, sometimes it could feel very lonely in the businesses that you're in and, and doing the work, you know, it's, even though you're surrounded by a team, but yet those team are, are dependent upon you as the leader and your vision. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes it's, you feel it, but it's not all there, right? I don't know if I'm explaining it, but sometimes it's something I've experienced before. And I, I'm still trying to figure out some of the wording of how to really articulate it, but it's a, an internal pull. That's, I I don't, I don't really know. I think I understand what you're saying. I think what it is as a leader, an employer, but you're really a leader. You're a mentor and you're holding people up and you're making a safe space for them to shine. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that position and you have that responsibility, your goal and role is to uplift everybody and keep it positive and keep people's people looking forward to the future. What happens is because you are in that position, you don't necessarily have somebody who's holding you up. So I'm in there going, rah, 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 great job, amazing, good girl, your girl's amazing, good work, or let's change this, this isn't working here, let's move that. Like I do all that. But who's doing it for me? I mean, you, you know, you may or may not have a life partner. You may or may not. So why I think it's important for women like us who are doing the work. Are the girls, I love going into the office. I love finding out about their weekend. I love having a chit chat. I love being silly. I love just, I mean, I have an office, which I'm never in because I'm always sitting in the design studio with the girls and just kibitzing and, and enjoying each other. But what we need is somebody like each other. 
Like we, you and I need somebody like us. We need a sister. We mm -hmm. need somebody who's, who understands is on the same path, like their own path, but we're doing it all. We're giving it all. We're like mothers. Right? We're caring so much about the people that work for us and making sure that everybody gets paid and everybody has a paycheck and we're doing all the hard things to make sure there's enough money to make sure we're doing successful. But no, people forget that we actually need someone to lift us up. We need to be mothered. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when it comes to, we need to create, even if it's just one other friend who's an entrepreneur or understands what we're going through, or it's community, or it's just a, a leaders in the community. I think we just have to remember to surround ourselves with these people. And it's really hard to do it when you're so busy, when you're, when you're busy doing the marketing and the, you know, the financing, whatever it is that you're doing and all the aspects of the business, it's hard to reach out to have these meaningful conversations. So that's, I appreciate having this conversation with you and people are listening to it in their cars, in their home, when they're ironing, whatever they're doing. But it's like, it's to me, it's, it's, it's so valuable because it's like, I'm just having a conversation with a girlfriend who understands how difficult and hard it is and that I see you. We own it. We need to be seen. Exactly. And we, yeah, to be seen and to, to feel understood. Yes. And, and, and not feeling, you know, as leaders, like you said, sometimes it's all about business or motivating the team or getting the task done. It's just very driven with a, you know, goal, goal oriented drive. However, sometimes there's just that fulfillment that as an individual needs as well. And it's not always of a business go-getting. It's about just being it and feeling seen and being heard and belonging and things like that that are to our soul. So yeah, we're we're definitely feelers. So I get it on all of that level. So what I was trying to articulate, Amy just cleared that up. So that that was what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. You did a great job of taking out that mass and making it work. <laughs> Thank you. Cause because when you're saying it, I'm like, actually, no, you're talking about, but I didn't understand what it was earlier. And I think I figured it out. That's why. Yes, yes, yes. So awesome. Yeah. No, that that's so true. And I think, you know, just in today's conversation, as we kind of wrap things up, that you see. I kind of like the through through line, you know, when you're heart centered, passion driven, you're you have a purpose. Like these are the things that really light one up as an individual. And for those listening, it's like tune into that. Give yourself that permission, that curiosity, that wonderment to at least even explore it. Just tune in. If something tugs at you, pursue it. And if it doesn't, then move forward. But I think it's important to give yourself, again, that space and permission to dream or just go back to that child that was once inside of you before we felt that we had to perform in this adult realm all the time, that we have lost that innocence and the the creativity, the spark, because it's still in there. And I love that you brought all these pieces into your story, your experiences, and you're giving hope and permission for others to do the same. So I love that. I love that you have an incredible pilot that's that's showing in just a, a, a week or so. It's on 12 uh, December 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, the other way around. Oh, backwards. I'm backwards. Yes, you're in West Coast. I'm in East Coast. Correction. December 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. And what channel? How can we, what's the link for that? Do you have any? Magnolia Network. Yeah. So everyone knows of Joanna Gaines and Magnolia. And it just, if you want your, your beautiful space so you can feel like it's inspiring you in all the great ways, obviously check out your work, Amy. Um, how could people find out more about you and the links and all this stuff? Like I want to learn more. Okay. Okay. I'm, um, my company's called Pure Design Inc. And 
my Instagram handle is Pure Design Inc. <laughs> and Facebook is Pure Design Inc. And um, and I think that's it. And our website is is actually complicated because there is it wasn't that didn't exist. So it's Pure by AmyMcKay.com, and it's Amy with an I. That's <laughs> long. Sorry. Um, and the show is Vancouver. It's called Vancouver Reno. Yeah. So you get to see the Pacific. You get to see the wet Pacific Northwest, guys. <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. And it's uh, yeah. I I miss my time spent out in Pacific Northwest. It was a great time many moons ago. But maybe one day I'll make it back out there again. Yes, you'll come and you'll, we'll come and have a meal. Yes, I would love that. I would. Awesome. All right. Well, everything again will be included in the show notes. So be sure to check the links below, follow along. And if you happen to catch the pilot, please, please, please reach out to Amy. Tell her you loved it. Even if you didn't love it, you tell her you love it anyway, but tell her why, you know, because sometimes that feedback, you know, as creatives, this is how we get more inspired by the creativity and the feedback. So obviously connect with Amy. She's doing incredible things, as you can tell. And of course, we love to hear from our guests. So if that resonates with you, follow us in the Confident Woman community or shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms at I am Rachel Brooks and we will connect. So take care. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 